I know what you're thinking. Who is this chick? And what does she know about love? And the truth is, not much. I'm not a certified relationship coach. I don't have a degree in psychology. My best friend is not Carrie Bradshaw. But, you know what? I do watch a lot of movies. I like romantic comedies. But definitely Hitch. Anything along the lines of Hitch. Hitch is a good one. And... And sometimes I read horoscopes, but only if they tell me what I want to hear. And if I'm really desperate, then I might turn to Google because it's Google. It's like, who doesn't have answers if not Google? <laughs> you know. No, guys, honestly... I don't go to anybody for love advice more than I go to my family, right? Because the ones that you love and the ones that love you back, those are the ones you turn to. Because the day I was born was the day I fell in love for the first time, right? The day my eyes met my mother's. Ever since then, she's been teaching me everything I know about love everything. And you know what? There may come a day where I might consider, you know, going to see a professional, a therapist maybe, you know. If I care about a relationship enough, I would never ever in my life be ashamed to work on that relationship harder than, you know, ever. But in seeking guidance from therapists, you know, you're simply just doing that. You're seeking guidance, right? Because you're the one who ultimately makes decisions for yourself and you know what's best for you. So maybe maybe we are the experts. We are the real experts. And when I say it, I believe it more. I am the expert of love in my life. Everybody experiences love differently. There is no one definition for love. Well, yeah, but what about the science of love? Love does not come out of thin air, right? So... Let's go back to that day that I was just talking about. I fell in love with my mom. You guys don't know her. She's beautiful. She's smart. Anyways, it started in my brain, just like hormones started in my brain. And um, this wonderful lady, her name is Dr. Helen Fisher. You can look her up. She is a a biological anthropologist. That sounds like really awesome. But she explains love as being three components, lust, attraction, and attachment. And each of those components 
is defined by the set of hormones that accompanies them. Now, the hormones that are released during childbirth and breastfeeding, those are oxytocin and vasopressin. These are also the same hormones that made me want to bond with my mother, even though I had no idea where the hell I was or what the hell I was doing here. I just wanted to bond with my mom. That's all I know, right? That component is known as attachment, the desire to bond. And in addition to attachment, the other stage of love, which you probably don't associate with your mom, is called lust. Lust is solely driven by our need as humans, as animals, our need to reproduce and to pass on our genes. And in this stage, your brain signals your ovaries and your testes, depending on what you are, to release testosterone and estrogen. And thus, you get horny. Then lastly, we have attraction, sweet attraction, all the things that make us feel good. Like when you exercise or when you eat a chocolate cake, your brain releases dopamine and serotonin, you know, this, you know, awesome, right? Yeah, love. Oh, yes, it's awesome. I feel good just talking about it. What the hell could go wrong? Am I right? You know, you just meet somebody and first you like lost your ass. And then you're just, you're like, wow, they actually made me happy. Like, I'm attracted to this person. And then you got that attachment where you want to share your dreams and your goals and you want to bond with this person, right? Well, hormones, it's a natural process, right? Sometimes you mistake certain feelings like lust even. Sometimes, a lot of times, we mistake lust for being more than what it actually is. And sometimes we don't feel that same level of dopamine or serotonin. Maybe we're not feeling that. We're not the same level that we were when we first met, when we first started dating. You know, time, time fades, you know, things fade, right? Or maybe we're getting too much oxytocin, and too much attachment, and we're starting to get jealous, you know, a little dependent maybe. Like I said, these things are natural, and you don't have to feel bad about them because a ton of people go through it. So in this episode in particular, we're going to be looking at those issues and some quick solutions good solutions if you think maybe you're going through something similar. I am so truly blessed to have an amazing circle of friends and family who I can trust and vent to if I ever need to about anything and vice versa. In hearing their stories and, you know, living through mine, I've learned how similarly we he, men and women alike, we can think alike. And um, 
there are just certain issues that just seem a lot more common than others. So I'm happy to be addressing them now. And maybe because I've been through them or my friend's been through them regardless. Thank you so much to anybody who has ever shared anything with me and trusted me. And uh, thank you for letting me use your stories as inspiration. Dear Mondays, a couple of weekends ago, I was grabbing some drinks with my co-workers when I was lucky enough to be introduced to this stunning specimen. To my surprise, he was single and interested, so we exchanged numbers. We texted back and forth for about a week until we finally got dinner together, and it was the perfect date. He was super sweet, super cute. He was a great listener. So naturally, I slept with him. I told myself I wasn't going to, but it seems the extent of my dry spell got the best of me. And well, here I am. Another week of texting has gone by, and he still hasn't asked me out again. So did I fudge up and... How bad? Sincerely, Unsure Island, resident of one. So I had this dream once about entering Chrissy Teigen and John Legend's home. And it was so warm, so comforting. And they were just like the sweetest individual, the, the sweetest couple, honestly. And later, after the dream, of course, I was reading about uh, this interview Chrissy had. Chrissy, because we're on a first name basis. She said that her and John actually had sex on their first date. Imagine that, you know. And then, you know, marriage and two kids later, they're like one of the most loved families in America, you know? Anyways, the point is, we've all been there. Maybe not all of us, but most of us have been in that position. And it's all about self-control. Who has the best self-control? Some of us are have more than others, but clearly you wanted something in the moment in the moment you wanted something and not to say that that's not all you wanted and I think that's where this problem arises often because we have this desire we have this lust but that doesn't mean that we don't want more than that right we start off on the wrong foot or a quicker foot than expected But like I said, it happens. So what do we do next? We have two options and I'm going to name them to you out and flat. One, option one, is the option where you're true to yourself and you are honest and you ask him out. I'll explain that more. And then your second option is to lie to yourself. And die on the inside for weeks 
on end. That's it. That's all you got. Because from what I'm hearing, you're somewhat emotionally invested. You're somewhat interested in making this more than, you know, a one night stand or a one date stand, whatever the case is. So first option, you ask him out. This option, you are eliminating any way of you wasting your time. You're eliminating that. You are making yourself honest. You are making your goals honest. You are making what you want out of a relationship honest. And I know, I know this may cause some debate because it's only a first date. And that all depends on what that means to an individual, right? Your first date. Some people may say that that indicates everything. Your first kiss, that may indicate everything. Your first time sleeping together, that's indicate indicators. So for you, this indicated you wanted to see him again. And you shouldn't be ashamed of how you're feeling, right? So instead of beating around the bush, instead of wasting more time, just ask him out. There you go. It's 2019. Women are after what they want. They are going to get what they want, however they need to get it, and the quickest way they can get it. I'm just kidding. Not necessarily the quickest way, but you get it. 2019, you don't need to wait, all right? And so, option number two, lie to yourself, die on the inside. This is because by waiting constantly for him to make a move, you are lying to yourself and you're telling yourself that you're okay with it. You're okay with waiting when you're not. You know what you want. You want to see him again. So don't lie to yourself. But I mean, heck, free will. Take whatever option you want. But when you're lying to yourself, you're wasting your time. Full circle. There you go. That's it. Lie to yourself. Waste your time. Die on the inside. And you know what? Like I said, I, I'm getting this vibe that you're not Someone who's who's just looking for, you know, like this, like no strings attached kind of relationship, friendship thing that is kind of normalized. You don't want that because you care about seeing him again and not just sleeping with him again, unless I'm wrong. And, you know, but like I said, it's somewhat natural, right? Because. As human beings, like I mentioned way, way earlier, lust is natural. We have this natural urge to reproduce because it is our need to spread our genes and keep our populations thriving. That's literally it. That is the reason why you can go into a bar and see this person for the first time ever in your life and you're like, oh my God, I, I could totally like all over him, you know, like <laughs> yeah, right? So that, it's crazy to think that people can mistake that for love, but it's so common, 
because, you know, these feelings are a part of love, right? But we know what's best for us. We ultimately know what is right for us. And we'll feel it right here in our chest. And we'll feel it right here in our stomach. When we try and talk about something other than having sex or we try and do something else other than Netflix and chill. And there's nothing there. There's no more chemistry. There's like, well, that's it. That's a sign right there. That's the first sign. And that's a pretty obvious sign. You know, like that's the first one that hits us when we're like, well, there's nothing else really we can talk about. And there, that's easy. There's other ways to know though, because it doesn't always end that way. Maybe you guys can talk about a lot of stuff, but maybe you don't communicate the same way and you're often feeling unsure, right? Unsure Island, you're unsure where this is going to go. And I know that it might just be the first date, but regardless, you want somebody that communicates similarly to you and who communicates the things that matter to you. Don't lie to yourself and tell yourself that you're okay with not communicating certain feelings across, right? That's number two. Number three, if you're like rushing everything and like it feels like things are just rushed and you're just like talking about all these things and all at once and you're just like, wow, I just learned so much about this person and you're just like almost like crammed into like a whole week and you're just like, wow, like I, I know this person, I know his life. Like this may be considered a red flag. Like why so soon? Why so much so soon? Like this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Like if you want this to be a relationship that lasts, And if you want to distinct a lustful relationship to a love relationship, I think that's definitely a big one. Um, Number four, you have like completely different outlooks on life or like big deals to you. Like he completely has an opposite idea. You tell yourself, oh, it's fine. Like I don't care that he doesn't believe in God. Like, I don't care that he doesn't respect women. Like, whatever it is, don't, don't waste your time there, right? Because it's not going to change. Like, most of these things are, you know, instilled in a person for a while. Like, their beliefs and their way of thinking That's not something that's easily changed. And that leads into my last point. If you think like this, if you go into a relationship thinking something will change, like at the start of it, you think like, oh, this will change. Like, No, never go into a relationship thinking there's a certain circumstance that's going to change. Like, yes, 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 yes. You're not wrong. Things will change. But like, 
that one certain thing that like bugs you or like that one particular thing that like really grinds your gears, you know, like it's not, it's not going to change. You should never go into a relationship thinking you're going to change a person or thinking, Hey, maybe, you know, we'll get more chemistry as we keep dating. Like these things will flow better. It's exciting to build this relationship, but the chemistry should be there. Honestly, like that's what love is chemistry, right? Literally it's chemistry. So there are definitely ways to know, is this guy just cute? Are we just dating because he's really cute and he thinks I'm really cute and we might have this really like passionate lovemaking like that is okay. And if you're okay with that, but if, but if you're honestly, honestly okay with it, like deep down, if you're okay with it, all right? Let's make that real, real clear. All right, guys, because there are lustful relationships. There are. And for some people, they work. For the right people, they work. So be careful what you wish for. Dear Mondays, I've been with my amazing girlfriend for about two and a half years now, and I truly believe she's the one for me. However, I'm scared she doesn't feel the same. We're currently going through a bit of a rough patch, and I understand the spark isn't the same, and maybe some of the passion has died down, but... I still have hope for us. I just can't help but feel like this may be part of my fault. I want to fix it. I just don't know where to start. Sincerely, hopelessly devoted. Hopelessly devoted. You sound hopeless. And um, you don't want that. You want to have believe that... Um, your you want to believe that your love will prevail and you want to believe that whatever effort you're willing to make and try that you will it will pay off right everybody everybody in the relationship when things get hard it takes two it takes two people to work together and make that effort too okay and I'm going to repeat that. Two people. <laughs> I feel like it sounds simple, but it's not. To get people on the same level, it's actually really difficult. And um, you mentioned you were about two and a half years, I think. That is a really big turning point in any serious relationship. About two and a half years, three years, I think. You've really seen this person through many seasons and you've seen them through all these emotions and changes and you really know a person by that time, I think. And some people think they know sooner and I disagree. I, don't, I just really strongly disagree. I think, I think every relationship should wait till that two and a half year, three year mark because 
I don't know. It's just crazy the amount of things that can happen in two or three years. So what you're going through is natural. Um, also, when you hit a long time like that, you can't help but ask yourself questions. Start asking yourself questions like, is this, where is this going to go? Like, is this going to be marriage? Are we thinking about our future together? Um, how long term is this? Basically, you know, and a lot of times it's better not to worry about your status and it's not, you know, sometimes it's not the right time to like be worrying about stuff like that. Sometimes you just want to enjoy being in the relationship and being in the moments. But for every, for every couple, like there comes that time where you have to start thinking about that. And even like just agreeing on something like agreeing, oh, we both do want to get married someday. Like it's a difficult topic, but talking about it, it'll save you a lot of time, I think. And talking about um, where, wherever the relationship is going or like whatever their beliefs are, like if they want to have kids or, you know, I don't know, maybe even like religion, like plays a part, maybe. So it's a good time to be having these feelings right now. And um, definitely just want to have a casual conversation about it. It doesn't have to be like serious, like, all right, this is it right now. We got to know. We got to know right now. Is this it? Is this it? Are we done? We, we going through with this? What's going on? Like, it doesn't have to be like that. And um, I feel like unless it absolutely reaches that point where you're hurting so bad and that you feel don't feel like she's invested in it, then okay, maybe, but um, take it easy, right? Like clearly you love her and she means a lot to you. It's so, 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 so important when two people decide that, you know, this is a difficult period, but we are going to work on things. When two people decide that, it's so important to have that mindset and to have a positive mindset and to feed that positive energy into it. Because I feel like a lot of times when two people like they'll break up or, you know, they're going through problems, they'll say like, all right, let's work on things. You have one person who is ready and is committed and is positive about it and thinks the hard work will pay off to a positive outcome. And then the other person is not like with that same mindset. They still kind of have this like lingering negative mindset and outlook on what's going to happen to the relationship. And I think even it's almost unconsciously like you don't realize you're doing it. But what you need to realize is that it's a very conscious thing. You literally can manage those thoughts. You can be the one to put ideas into your head. Like a lot of times we have thoughts and we don't see them on paper and we don't see them. And we might not be like, what, what I'm trying to say is even, even if you're forcing yourself 
to have this mindset. You can trick your brain into believing things. It's insane. And that's what liars do, right? Like it's insane what you can train your brain to do. And for that reason, that's been one of my, I would give this lesson to anybody. Like you can train your brain in the silliest ways too. Like it's crazy. I, I personally, like I can, if I want to believe something, I'll write it down. And if I read it, you know, and I train myself every morning, like read this every morning, say this, it's going to sit in the back of your head. I mean, even if you have to like force it in there, you can do it seriously. And I think that's a huge thing about, um, taking that next step to getting better in whatever relationship you're in, having both people on the same page, super important. Once you have two people on the same page, um, there's a couple ways to like rekindle the fire, respock. The first thing is to stop being lazy. It's the biggest, biggest, biggest thing. Stop being lazy. Both of you stop being lazy. Stop being, stop doing the same old things because the same old things is not working. You have to try something new. Let's try something different. Something it'll be, it'll add adventure a little bit, you know, even if it's in the lamest ways. Adventure, right? Adventure is trying new things, going on new journeys, right? So be adventurous, try new things, try a new restaurant. Um, like I live in Florida and there's tons of theme parks, theme parks, museums, like tons of things that you can do um, if you got money. But moving on, spend time apart. Maybe you're not spending enough time alone. Maybe you're not investing enough time in yourself and you're really focused on the relationship. Maybe that's what she's doing and it's kind of giving you the wrong idea. Um, spend some time alone. Probably get your mind off of things, you know? And if it is bothering you, I don't know if you've already talked to her about it, but if it's bothering you, talk about it. See how that works? If it's bothering you, talk about it, work on it. Usually, hopefully, right? It's a hard concept for some males, I know, but if you feel a certain way, just speak up. And um, one thing I hear a lot from like experienced couples, they say never stop dating. And I hear that all the time. Never stop dating. Always, always date forever, date forever. And it's true. They're right. They're 100, they're 150% right. Because it's just taking time to focus on your connection, really. That's what it is. And, um, I don't know if you still take her on dates, but it should be a pretty constant thing, like pretty constant. Again, it's something that takes the back burner very easily because people get busy. People don't want to spend money, but it doesn't have to be like an extravagant date all the time, right? It's just kind of like being adventurous, right? Like just make sure you plan that time and make that time because you know it might be hard to do, might be hard to fit in the schedule. You have to 
plan that time ahead so that you make sure there's no excuses and you guys are focusing on each other, taking time to focus on each other, no matter what else you guys got going on. There's always that, you know, constant, that one foundation, you know? And if all else fails, both of you pack your bags, move across the country, take a risk together, and maybe it'll bring you together or break you apart. There's, right? There's no better way of finding out. I think, though, um, I, I believe that, though. I don't know. Low-key, it is scary and weird moving to a new place, and maybe something about where you used to be, like, brings back mad memories, or you just want a fresh start. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and if you want to take that fresh start, and if you're both ready to do that, fresh start, fresh mindset... Why not move? And if you can't move, then just travel, right? I guess the coolest thing about traveling is seeing all these places that you're experiencing for the first time and sharing that experience with somebody is special, right? That's pretty straight to the point. And um, once again, it goes back to making time for it, making time And putting that money aside, like, relationships are effort. Effort in any shape or form. Energy, right? So, I got energy. Got a lot of energy. I'm going to put that shit into my relationship. Relationships. All right. Moving on. Dear Mondays, I've been feeling a little crazy in my relationship lately, and it's not like me. It first started a couple weeks ago. Mark and I were getting ready to go to bed. He went to the bathroom, left his phone behind, and I noticed he got a text from a girl. And I didn't look at it. I left it. I didn't ask him about it. I was chill. Fast forward to yesterday. It was boys' night out, and he got home a lot later than usual, and he passed out on the bed right away. I fought the urge to look through his phone because I trust him. Just kidding. There's actually a setting under iPhone privacy and security under location services that actually lists every address you've been to, how long you were there, and how many times you've been there. It's actually really fascinating. But indeed, Mark did go to the bars he told me he'd be at. But after the last bar, he went to the other side of town. That he failed to inform me of. And he stayed there for two plus hours. The most shocking part about all this was it was not his first time there. I asked him about it, and he said, I can't stand your crazy ass, and left. So, what am I doing wrong? Am I jealous for no reason? Is this nothing? 
sincerely crazy almost ex-girlfriend well good for you um it sounds like you had started you know on a good note you didn't assume things right away but i think stuff like coming home really late a lot later than you know expected like stuff like that things get a little fishy i don't i don't blame you for that you know and um if he's mad at you for sketching out about him coming home a lot later than usual i think maybe he's a little immature uh, because when a man says he's going to be home and he's not home that's come on it is what it is a lot of times i think um i this it's this generation uh that we live in it's almost like you don't need to go to the police academy like anybody's a detective literally anybody's a detective with these like weird workings on our phone just everything is basically you can find things out so um you don't feel good about looking at somebody's phone. You don't feel good about invading their privacy. You don't ever feel good about that. And that's not a healthy behavior, honestly. And nobody should have to go to that extent. However, it's understood. Like, I I have a lot of girlfriends. And I have a lot of girlfriends who have done this. And it's just a crazy thing now. You know, like, oh, don't let it... Don't, don't let him get your phone. It's like, was that ever a problem with my grandparents? Like my grandparents didn't ever get in an argument because, you know, like my grandpa liked some other girl's picture. Like it's so weird. Um, but it doesn't change like romance. It doesn't change love because Yes, it changes the way we react to things and um, how we handle situations. But at the end of the day, he might not be invested in this relationship the way you are. And you might be getting those vibes. And you maybe are an intuitive person and you're going with these feelings like something's not right, something's wrong. And you can't blame people for like what they're feeling. You can't ever tell them, like, don't feel that way. Like, if I'm feeling insecure about something, like, I can't fight that. Um, but it's important that you recognize you are feeling insecure because you got to take the steps to fix that, either with yourself, um, reminding yourself that you are worthy of a wonderful relationship or... Um, talking to him and asking him, what's up? Why are you coming home late? Like, don't make me feel like I'm crazy. I think that's a, that's a big deal. Like so many guys want to, and I'm a bias. Yes. And I'm going to speak up. And for all the females out there, like everybody always wants to call the girl crazy. Like you're crazy. You're nuts. Like why are you crazy for? It's because you fucking made me that way. You think when you first met me, I was cuckoo? No, I definitely was not. You know, I think for sure, um, this is, you know, it seems like it might not be an isolated thing. If you've worried about it a couple weeks ago, you know, 
it's behavior that you notice and like this pattern and it makes you start thinking things. And, you know, you, you were, you didn't say anything the first time you were chill, you were relaxed, you were, you know, you reacted the way he would have liked you to. And you know what, the second time around you, he didn't like the way you reacted. So, you know, he is up in arms and he's angry. And usually that means you're probably right about your suspicions. Sadly, I am on the fence though. How do you feel? Do you think technology makes it easier for people to cheat or harder for people to cheat? Because I feel like it's kind of weighed out. Um, you got stuff like Snapchat, but then you got shit like location services and you're just like, oh my God, all these, all these little loopholes. Um, at the end of the day, you got your physical cheating. You got your emotional cheating. If your man comes home sad and just like torn down because he knows he did something wrong. He's like, baby, I'm so sorry. I got so fucking wasted last night I didn't even see what she looked like I didn't even get her name I'm so sorry and then you got you know emotional cheating where you don't even know if it happens I I could have been cheated on already emotionally multiple times I mean not even know like that's what the crazy shit about it is so wild but um you know, I could sit here and talk about cheating all day and infidelity all day, but I am a very, 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 very firm believer in karma. And what goes around comes around. And be patient, be still, baby girl, because what goes around comes around. And when you do good things and you trust people and they betray you, it'll come back to you. And even better, it's just an act of being patient, for real. Like, I've seen it happen so many times in my life where, you know, and maybe not in the same situation, cheating, but like, just maybe having conflict with somebody who I feel like I don't like to be around in a certain environment. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, when is this going to go away? Like, is this conflict going to be like forever? You know, is this something that's just going to die down. And I feel like karma just takes care of it. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been part one of the Love Galore series. There are two more episodes and they're already up. So don't waste any time.